Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Bonnie, and I'm joined by Leah, Katie, and Debbie talking about our one cool funny gal. Debbie already talked about Mabel Normand, and Katie and her kitty already talked about Lucille Ball. I like it. But before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. Since women aren't funny, I want y'all to tell me one of your favorite jokes. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, okay, I'll go first because I had to look mine up because I totally blanked on it before. <laughs> it's become one of my like new favorite jokes. And yet I believe part of that is remembering what your new favorite joke is. <laughs> um, but mine is from Gene Carroll. Gene Carroll is the comedian from, uh, she was a very big into the Catskills, so uh, the early 1940s comedian. She's the inspiration for um, Mrs. Maisel, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel show. Her timing and the way she tells jokes and the way their slice of life um, is very much a Gene Carroll inspiration. And Gene Carroll's joke is, geez, I see you have a terrible cold. Why don't you take something for it? And so I said, make me an offer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke grenade. It's intellectual. It's a joke within the show. Could just take some time, but I love it. <laughs> Bean Carol. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Can you add in some like snare drum? Exactly. Or a groan. I'll take a groan. Oh. oh. <laughs> that was gorgeous. <laughs> okay. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, my joke is. Also a two-part joke because the, the original joke was not that funny, but it turned into a really funny story. Um, the original joke was a Steve Martin joke from the 80s. I like it already. Um, <laughs> and he was, he was talking and he said, so I knew this girl and her voice coach told her she had to sing from her diaphragm. He's like, I, I mean, that would take years, wouldn't it? Okay, you got to understand, I grew up in a very sheltered lifestyle. And so to me, the diaphragm is just the part of the stomach. Right. I didn't know what another diaphragm was. So I laughed at that because I'm right. thinking you're trying to sing at your belly button or something, you know. Um, so I tell this story to other, I tell this joke to other people and they'd always get a big laugh because it's funny. Um, until I told that story to, at, a Bible retreat. Oh, and everybody Ooh. stares at me. And my my very good friend, the pastor, said, "Debbie, I can't believe you told that." And for the first time, I got the joke. Oh, and I that like, was a joke in raid then. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I am so sorry. And then they realized that I didn't know what I was saying. And then everybody busts up, and it's a you know hilarious thing. So yeah, the funniest joke was me telling. The wrong joke. The wrong <laughs> oh no! A joke that you didn't get until that moment, and that made it even all the more funny. Absolutely, <laughs> I like it. And I'm blushing telling this story again. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Love it. I don't have a go-to favorite joke. I had to do a little googling before the show, um, so I'm going to tell a feminist joke, yes. and then a joke that I think relates to these days. Ooh. Okay. 
we're going to go feminist first. Perfect. How many feminists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. (laughs) None. You don't need one when you have a glass ceiling. Oh, Oh, nice. Right. I approve that message. (laughs) Isn't it good? That was good. Yes. Um, And then my second one that kind of relates to these days is by Bill Murray. I think you all know, perhaps love the man. Yes. The weirdness that is Bill Murray. (laughs) Right. I love weirdness. I love weirdness. Yes. (laughs) He says, 20 years ago, we had Johnny Cash, Bob Hope, and Steve Jobs. Now we have no cash, no hope, and no jobs. Oh, no. Please don't let Kevin Bacon die. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I have that on a plaque. (laughs) <laughs> in my kitchen <laughs> oh, True. No. Right? it's so good it's so good <laughs> what about you bonnie mine's the best joke ever Ooh, no yes. matter what trey tells you <laughs> i sense a challenge <laughs> what's a pirate's favorite letter Arr. Arr. Tis the sea. Oh. <laughs> All right. I like I it. Like it. <laughs> Pandora <great>. approves. <laughs> I love it. I threatened to, I was like, we were at his Christmas party and I was like, do you want me to tell the pirate joke? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, I have to like leave and change my name. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Who do you have for us, darling? The person I picked for a funny gal is Gilda Radner. Because when I went for the library to pick up um, some books, I picked up a Gilda Radner book. And I had to look her up. I was like, I don't know who this lady is. (laughs) Oh, she's amazing. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to find out more about this lady. Cool. She was born June 28th in 1946. Her father was 53 when she was born. Oh. And worked in the hotel apartment business by the time she was like old enough to remember. But it seemed like back in the day, they lived in Detroit and he may have been involved in some like prohibition, like selling booze to Canada. Interesting. Fantastic. Uh, she was overweight as a child, but like you see pictures of her as a kid, she, she's not that overweight. No, like she's not, like she's not like kids today are like huge. She was like, like no. pudgy. She's like a normal child. Yes, exactly. She looked healthy, is yeah. what I think. But yeah, <laughs> but her mother and their doctor put her on diet pills when she was ten years old. What the shit? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got a housekeeper. I'm not sure what you would call it. Like, it's almost like an inherited grandmother named, she called her Dibby, which eventually became the inspiration for one of her SNL characters. Uh. Um, but she lived with them until she was, was 18 and she just hung out with this little old lady all day and she loved it. (laughs) Nice. Rent a grandma? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, they spent a lot of their time in, well, they lived in Detroit, but they had a second house in Florida because her mother just could not stand the winters. Gotcha. So for 
between like November and then March, they would live in Florida and come back. So she had this childhood where she was like not really making any friends because she was like there for just like two months and would leave and come back. Her father died of a brain tumor when he, when she was 14 He went to the hospital when she was 12 for like a routine medical examination and was just not the same. He had like a stroke while he was there and she had to just kind of like, kind of watch him just kind of like wither away. Like he came back, he was not the same person. He was like a shell of a person. So that, that messed with her. Uh, She went to an all girls school for like middle school and I think high school eventually went to the university of michigan she did not end up graduating from there (laughs) uh she ended up i think she she met a a man she had a string of like boyfriends like her whole life it seemed like she was just like find a dude and was attached to him like she wanted to be like the housewife so bad because she talks about her biography she was like she wants to have a little farm like (laughs) dorms so she followed a man to um, Toronto and she was living in Canada for a while with him. Um, they didn't end up getting married, but she stayed in Toronto and eventually joined the cast of uh, Second City in Toronto, where there was Bill Murray and John Belushi yeah. and Dan Aykroyd and Eugene Levy. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of really other awesome, amazing people. Wasn't Martin, was it, didn't she date Martin Short for a little bit? Uh, like around did. that she time did. or something? Okay, she all right, that's what I thought. Everybody. Sorry. It was like everybody. in my head and I'm like, there's a Martin Short connection <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Funny the guys documentary. pretty irresistible. They really yeah. are. That yeah. was the thing. She said she never really went for like a guy who was good looking. Like she wanted the funny guys. See. But you have to uh, talk to them. Yeah. yeah. Like she, she just, she loved a guy that could make her laugh. Um, she was eventually on the National Lampoon Show, which I think had, was it John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd? It had, yeah, it had and a Bill bunch Murray. Of yeah, it was like yeah. a radio show, but then it became like a video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at one point when she was still, I think when she was still in Toronto, she was on this weird show where she was like, they were, I think she was a clown, but then there were also like puppets. Yeah. So it sounded like a weird version of Sesame Street. Or a person's nightmares. But it was like <laughs> yeah. a religious show, but she was oh, like yeah. trying to be funny to the kids. Like, I right. don't know. I'm weird. sure it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I see pictures of it and I think of that show from like when I was a kid, there was like a clown with the big old poofy hair and she would do like the leg clock thing. Oh God. Like that's what it reminds oh, me of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was on the she Bozo had that show. Frizzy hair. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what that show was. Hand. No. <laughs> no, my Vietnam. That's why I don't like balloon. <laughs> <laughs> um, she eventually uh, was on the original cast of Saturday Night Live. They okay. needed they needed a girl, right? They were, Thanks. <laughs> you gotta have a girl. I mean, yeah. thanks for that equality. There was like um, her and Lorraine Newman. There was two. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two, two ladies and one black man. Like, we're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Equality. We build the quotas. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on SNL, she, she was there for five years at least. And she's famous for, it's hard for me to even say it. Roseanne Rosanna Dana. Rosanna Rosanna yes. Dana. Yes. 
and another i didn't get the name of the character but it's a little old lady that tells the news that's that's the inspiration is from her housekeeper where she she hears the wrong word like we were watching some at lunch and they were talking the it was one with chevy chase as the newscaster and he was trying to ask her about all the violence on tv so she's just going on for like five minutes about violins on tv right it'd be good for children to see all the violins and she doesn't understand i can't remember that character's name either but i love that character oh yeah but she she plays a lot of like youthful characters and she talks about that i think in her book in the documentary about just felt like a young youthful person she did have an eating disorder while she was at uh in the cast of snl like they had some pressure for her to lose weight and there's i mean being on diet pills when you were 10 years old i'm sure that had an effect on her Mm mm-hmm um, she did uh, eventually have a trip to the hospital. Uh, after SNL, she had a one-woman show called Gilda Radner, live from New York on Broadway. Nice. That ran for a while. Uh, she eventually married musician G.E. Smith. And G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live Band. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh. he was the Saturday Night Live Band and it was something else. He was something else by the time she was writing the book. And I forget gotcha. what it was um but she's married to him and she got a part in a movie believe it was it the honeymooners that was a tv show but i i'm sure it was also a movie too i'm gonna look it up real quick (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to remember her old lady character is what i'm trying to remember what that character's name was and it's just giving me rita hayworth so i'm gonna give up and put it in the show notes (laughs) not the honeymoon honeymoon Hanky Panky. Oh, it was called Hanky Panky. Nice, because of course it was. Where she met a Gene Wilder, <gasps> another famous actor dude, Willy Wonka. Yes, she was still married at the time, but she she knew like going to set. She was like, "I'm gonna fall in love with this man, and I'm gonna get him to marry me." Like, she's I'm still get married. That farm. <laughs> like, <laughs> right (laughs) uh but she she was committed like she she knew she just knew so they were on set together and that's when they first met she did eventually end up getting a divorce from g smith and she lived with gene for a while and she was just like just like a clingy person like she needed to be with him all the time gotcha and eventually she got a little yorkie named sparkle (laughs) Um, and they would go back and forth between France. Jean loved France, so they were always going to France. Cute. Um, and in w- one of their trips, they were like waiting for to board the plane, and Sparkle was with them. I'm I'm guessing just like carry him around in a tote bag. Sure. Um, but he was walking around the floor, and Gilda was convinced that he ate something off the floor. And they look, and there was some rat poison. Oh, so Gilda was like, on the plane? oh no, like in the like, I'm guessing the like, it was the, oh, what, what do you call them? 70s. Well, yeah, it was the 70s. There's that, but yeah. also, um, I'm guessing it's the equivalent to like 
the business class like executive rooms um, i've never been in one of those so i don't know yeah. but it sounded like it was like almost like a little private waiting room oh okay but there was like a thing with some rat poison in it and she was convinced that the sparkle, sparkle had, had some. eaten some mm. and Jean was like the dog's not that stupid the dog surely did not eat that right and she was just like I'm I'm gonna take her to the vet. You you just go get on that plane. Like we will meet you later. Right. And they took her to the vet, and she Sparkle had eaten some. Oh. And Ooh. it was like this weird rat poison where it was designed <coughs> that they wouldn't just die there immediately because you don't want dead rats in your airport. Right. You want them to to go away and slowly dehydrate and die oh. far away from the airport. Uh. So if they she hadn't have taken them there, then they wouldn't have known what had happened sparkle. to the dog. Right. Yeah, Sparkle, yeah. Sparkle would have lost no. it in flight. No. Uh, no, I. They made it sound like it would have taken like several days. Okay, but still, it's like. Uh. Yeah. But uh, when they met up later, Jean came back. I think Jean came back to France or something like that, and he got a ring and proposed to her. Oh. Um, when you hear about it from his side of the story, like he was like, kind of like, she's clingy, like she cannot, like he was like, I don't know. Cause he had been married, I think twice by this point. So he was not, gotcha. not really looking to get married. Like he liked her, but he was like, I don't know. But her being like, no, I'm fine. Like for him, that was like, it, it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they got married in France, like you oh, do. Sweet. It's on the back of the book here. Oh, their wedding photo. We're so, so cute. Sweet. And Sparkle! Sparkle! Oh, Sparkle! Sparkle! It's so pretty. Oh my gosh, his tie matches her skirt. Yeah, oh, he just he so pop, he just I guess got a tie from somewhere and she got this gray dress because she was she had already been married before. Right, right. You can't have a white dress. They're so cute. um and sparkle it's not in the photo but apparently sparkle had a matching little straw hat (laughs) love it i was very tempted like reading this i was like i could do this next month exactly with sparkle Mm -hmm. you're like okay so now i have my wedding planned (laughs) (laughs) oh but yeah they they eventually got married and they were trying to have a baby and not having the best of luck and they were trying to do in vitro fertilization or gene was having to give her shots in the butt Every night with hormones. Gotcha. Um, they eventually did. Uh, they were on a movie set, and she did like notice that she was late, but she ended up having like a miscarriage after like ten days. Oh, yeah, um, trombone. But she kept having like she didn't really have like the best of health most of her life. Like there was always it seemed like it was always something. Um, and then I mean, she, I want to point getting, to diet pills, but I mean, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me (laughs) she had she had issues with like eating food like she had kind of like a little like she loved to eat food but she didn't want to gain all the weight and she i think she did some emotional eating and she just she had issues yeah um but eventually she started getting like some stomach pain so she's going to her doctors and they're like you're fine like stop right because she did say we all know doctors listen to women yeah but she did also think that she was also a bit of a hypochondriac but i mean she went to several doctors and they were like you're fine um the stomach pains eventually turned into she was like tired like a lot Mm -hmm. so she was thinking like maybe depression 
they were thinking it was this weird disease that I had never heard of in like the 50s. I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. Gotcha. It's like it's named after some dude. It sounded like it's a fictional disease. The doctors were like, oh yeah, it's this disease that no one actually has, but we're calling it a thing. Right. <laughs> um, and then she started getting like pain in like her, her thighs. Huh. Like it was just, is weird. It turns out it was eventually it's ovarian cancer. Hmm. And she had to have a... I wrote down survey to remove cancer. Oh, you take a survey. survey. <laughs> I'm going to need to <laughs> she know. Had, <laughs> she had surgery to remove the cancer and she had to get a hysterectomy gotcha. involved too. Um, while she was at the hospital, she just, she didn't think about it, but she hadn't looked in any of the mirrors while she was at the hospital. And when she got home, she said she looked like someone that had been in Auschwitz. Oh, Auschwitz! Auschwitz! Yeah. Oh no! Because she was just she had lost so much weight, and she's just like so frail and tiny, and Mm -hmm. just because they had also while they were there giving her her first round of chemotherapy to make sure that they'd gotten it. It was like a two chemical process. It was in the early days of that. Yeah, when it was. I mean, it's still horrible, but when it was. Yeah. Oh, just oh, yeah, yeah, diabolically horrible. The the process that she talks about in the book, it's um, she she checks into a hospital for the night before, and they give her something, and through the next day, she basically sleeps for like thirty six hours. Oh. Because they basically have her knocked out, and they give her like a combination of her chemo meds Mm -hmm. and steroids, and then a whole bunch of sleeping pills. Oh wow. And then she's just, she doesn't feel good for like 10 days afterwards. And then she's like, fine. And they space them out like three weeks apart. So then she can have a bit of a normal life, but it's, it oh, did wow. not sound good. I wonder, that almost sounds familiar of like uh, RBG was told to have her treatments done on a Friday night so that she yeah. can return to work on a Monday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. But after her... <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. after her nine treatments they did a uh a month later did a checkup surgery to see if they got everything mm. and they took 45 biopsies up in her wow. like that doctor was thorough they found right. two like teeny tiny microscopic things that were like questionable mm-hmm. so they ended up doing more chemotherapy which is where i'm at in the book oh gotcha <laughs> But yeah, they they hadn't gotten it all, and they did some different kind of chemotherapy where she would only have side effects for like three or four days. Okay, so that may be something more Better. similar to what RBG Ruth had. Is, yeah, and I can't remember when RBG had it because yeah. she's had a couple of uh, rounds. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it yet, but she dies. <laughs> she dies. I'm assuming it's the cancer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, her book, this one, yes. was published two weeks after she died. Yeah. Oh. Right. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, the, and it says in there, I think there's several things where it's always something. I think it came up with something when she was young. Mm-hmm. I think it's in some of her SNL characters. Like, I don't know if it's Roseanne or Roseanne and Anna. Always right. says, it's always something. Right. Because she it's said like we were watching phrase. some clips yeah. at lunch and she said it at one point and I was like that's the thing <laughs> that's um, the title of my book <laughs> yeah before she died um I guess she was talking with Gina about writing a book and she had suggested the title kiss me like a stranger and oh. he did eventually write a book with that title oh so, but yeah 
if you want to know crap out of her too that's the thing like Like, yeah he was there for her yeah Yeah. and i had heard that he had a really hard time when she died yeah he didn't eventually marry another guy or not another guy did he (laughs) really he got married again like five years later i think yeah um he hadn't known but she had left him their house that they had like it was her house yeah she had left it to him um in connecticut i believe it was on the east coast um so he he was just kind of like oh i don't know he he tried it out and he did end up staying there he lived there the rest of his life he was like i can't live anywhere else i guess she was buried like three miles away oh wow adorable i'm still reading the book i'm almost almost done um but it's a really good book and it goes by really really fast and she's hilarious like a lot of it is related to her cancer treatments Mm -hmm. but there's like little bits thrown in of her life it's 269 pages (laughs) with pictures oh yes pictures with full color pictures pictures. or at least pictures if i could pull up yeah like this is supposed to be her chubby as a kid like she's yeah. not she's, she's not chubby. fat right she's exactly not fat. i know like, calm down, it's, people. television is just a mean yeah. mean animal <laughs> and so are so are your friends that tell you you're fat when you really aren't or your mother in this particular case yeah oh my goodness gracious oh sparkles sparkles <laughs> look at all that hair that's the other thing yeah. about gilda <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so much hair and i love it because yes. everywhere it's like just a, <laughs> like gene too i mean the two of them yeah. are like poof, yeah right. they they made some kind of comment about like they didn't have kids but they were like oh my god could you imagine the hair I, on the kids <laughs> that would be the hair have. situation yes. that would be a 90 percent hair situation on that kid oh. <laughs> but if you want to find out more about it i would Katie's like her- i am the offspring <laughs> <laughs> that could have been <laughs> Well, I, I was like trying for big hair tonight. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Fantaculous. But yeah, if you want to know more, we have this book in our library. We do. We do. Yeah. And then as soon as Bonnie also... returns it. Yeah. Yes. Actually, we have two. <laughs> oh, we yeah. have we bought one and then somebody donated one. And I'm like, good, because we need two Gilda books. So I'm yeah. down with it. <laughs> um, and then there's a really good uh NPR uh interview with Gene Wilder uh that aired around 2004 and they were replaying it after he died and that talks about there's a bit that talks about his relationship with her in there i'll put Um, it in the show notes yes and then there's a documentary on hulu i wrote down the name it's called love gilda and that's got a lot of the stuff that's in the book and the the book i haven't gotten to it yet i downloaded it from the library the kiss me like a stranger by gene wilder there's um there's a few chapters in that it's kind of like short stories throughout his life so oh okay yes adorable i like it did you ladies watch gilda growing up and stuff I, I i watched okay i'm showing my age again but do it um the original <laughs> saturday night live characters I, mm-hmm. I watched it like way back in the day you watched it live while yes. it was live <laughs> i actually watched saturday night live live there you with go Chevy chase and gildy Ra- gilda radner and yes. and lorraine newman and eddie murphy and when they allowed eddie murphy on television yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day i watched it on nick at night 
So mm-hmm. I watched the, yeah, the original early and SCTV was the other one too. I actually, a lot of times I thought the early seasons of SCTV, which is the Canadian version of SNL, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. was funnier than the Saturday Night Live, but Saturday Night Live jokes were a lot of falling down where the, <laughs> the SCTV videos were a lot about language were, you know, the breaking down, like it was puns yeah. and jokes about, you know, the different meanings of a word. So I, I was kind of more into that. Plus I had Martin Short, which is why I asked about Martin Short because I really liked Martin Short. <laughs> my, my personal favorite was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So. And then, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which I didn't get into until later, actually. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we weren't allowed to watch it, but um <laughs> We had, a, we had a guy that rode on our school bus that would like word vomit the whole episode oh, yeah. every week. So we, we got to hear it all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Katie, are you aware of the Gilda Ratners before Bonnie's beautiful display of history? It was a great presentation, Bonnie. <laughs> she sounds super interesting. Um, I no, had you hadn't. No, I really didn't. Um, I barely watched SNL. I know that's terrible. No, it's fine. Not everybody has to watch it. It's not required American. Like you don't have, you are now an American (laughs) once you've seen SNL. Like it's not a thing. If you're watching SNL with your cheeseburger and (laughs) Coca-Cola with nacho cheese. My parents were pretty restrictive with television growing up. Um, I think they watched it. I know, right? Yeah. But you can't. That's why yeah. you couldn't watch it because they watched it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I haven't had much cable, but you've definitely inspired me to want to go see these characters. They're, They're on YouTubes. Mm-hmm. They're on the YouTubes. Okay. Yes. We were watching oh, one this afternoon me. with Gilda Radner being Roseanne, Roseanne Adana. I want to see about the King Chat exhibit. The King Chat exhibit. Pretty good. Nice. <laughs> oh, by the way, that that uh, old lady character, I, I looked it up. Emily oh. Latella. Mm. Oh, okay. I never would have got there in a or million years. It. Got it. Yeah. I Google is a thing. <laughs> yes. It was just giving me like it was giving me Rita Hayworth over and over and over again because of the movie Gilda, and it's like okay, oh. fine, fine internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not trying to tell me that Marie Curie is American again. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> I once had someone try to, they were trying to convince me, you know, the art major that the scream was done by Vincent Van Gogh. And I'm like, what? no. Really? So they were no. looking it up on the Google and I'm like, they were like, see, see. And I'm like, no, it's Google wrong. wrong. <laughs> Google, make our work harder. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool, funny gal as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>